Thank God for the Father. He's on the throne. Thank God for Jesus. He's in his resurrected body at the right hand of the throne of God. But he said, but when I come here, I'm going to send the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit. He's not just going to walk with you like I walk with the disciples. He's going to come on the inside of you, and he's going to be an ever-present help in the time of trouble. You know, one of the things we need to do better, I include myself first because I've been studying about this, like, Holy Spirit, forgive me for not instantly going to you with every situation. But I thank God that when we, when we face things in life that we don't understand that are beyond our natural ability to overcome that, we need to begin to learn to look to the greater one on the inside of us. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. You're listening to the Harvest Church Podcast. Here at Harvest, we love God, love people, and live with purpose. Our services are on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. and on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, let's listen in to a message by Pastor Joe Coyne. How about we jump right into the scripture today? This whole year, the theme is living a lifestyle of honor. Malachi chapter 1 and verse 6 says, Isn't it true that a son honors his father and a worker his supervisor? So if I'm your father, where's my honor? And if I'm your master, where is the respect? And we said honoring God is the view that the Word of God is the only instructional source to live life at its best. Our opinions or ways that are different from God's will will lead us into a substandard existence. So we always put the word first. We always put the word first. And we're like those in Acts chapter 17. The Bereans, the Berean Jews, were more honorable than those that were in Thessalonica. Now, why were they more honorable to God? This was evident in the great eagerness with which they accepted the word. So we want to lean into the Word of God today. The entrance of God's Word gives us light. Just being in an environment like this, there's a lot of light here, and, and all of a sudden it'll help you see, it'll help you see where you need to go or, or maybe where you don't need to go. But they are more honorable, and this is evidence in the great eagerness with which they accepted the Word. And here's how they were honorable, honorable before God and man. They examined the Scriptures. They examined the Scriptures. They are honorable to God. They place His Word over everything. They examined the Scriptures each day. Why? To see whether the things that Paul and Silas were teaching were true. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So I want to tell you today that um, we're going to dive right into the Word of God and see what God has to say about another significant truth. We've been working on Jesus saying that you must be born again. You must be born again. And please go to our website and diff- our media uh, channels so that you can actually go back and review all that we taught about that. But also, second to this, and very significant, and you know, I mean, the Word of God absolutely has changed my life. And, but also, the Holy Spirit has changed my life. If I were interviewed coming away from Rhema Bible College, there are two things that were so significant. If someone said, give me two things that were most significant of your time in Rhema Bible College, I would say the love for the Word 
the love for the word. And then the knowledge that the Holy Spirit comes in us when we receive Jesus. We become the temple of the Holy Spirit, and then greater is he that's in us and he that's in the world. Because my wife and I were going to go volunteer uh, at St. Peter's with Bishop Hash and Lady Joy, and, but I came away knowing that no matter what God asked me to do, the Holy Spirit was going to help me do it. Amen. And I just really hope and I'm believing that just like we're more aware of us being born again, we're going to be more aware of the Holy Spirit in our daily life. Uh, because again, you and I, we have already faced things beyond us, but I've never faced anything that's been beyond God's help. Come on. Thank God for the Word. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. So we're going to talk about Jesus also said, you must wait for the promise of the Father. It's at this point, when you receive Jesus at this point, that the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of our born-again spirit. Uh, the world cannot receive the Spirit because they're not born again yet. And it's sort of like, um, you know, you have, uh, you have like an old blanket that you really love, and it's got a hole in it, and if you put a patch on there that is brand new and you wash it, it's just going to pull away from it. So, you know, we have to be the right container in order for the Holy Spirit to come on the inside of us, and that's why one of the re another reason why we need to be born again. John 1 and verse 12 says, as many as did receive and welcome him, who's that talking about? It's talking about Jesus. He gave the right, the authority, the privilege to become children of God. That is, to those who believe in, adhere to, and trust in, and rely on His name. Who were born, not just of blood, not just natural conception, not just of the flesh, nor of the will of man. Boy, the Amplify is really amplified, isn't it? That, <laughs> that of a natural father, but let me condense it. Who are born of God. That is divine supernatural birth. They are born of God and spiritually transformed, renewed, and sanctified. Then Jesus promised us that after he died and rose again from the dead, he would ascend into heaven, and he did. And then he would ask God to send the Holy Spirit to live on the inside of his people. Jesus was promised to the world, and the Holy Spirit was promised to the church those that were born again. Thank God for Jesus and His role in our life. But again, you know, He was getting ready to leave the earth scene, and He said, listen, don't get upset. It's going to, be, it's going to actually be better for you that I go. And that, that, that didn't register with, with um, the disciples, those that were followers of Him, because, I mean, how, how could it get better if you're walking with God the Son? How could it get better than that? Well, Jesus was the body of Christ in one, one body before he died and rose again so we all could become saved and children of God and the Holy Spirit would come on the inside of us. And one of the greatest reasons why it would be better is because Jesus, when he was raised from the dead and he showed up and he appeared several times over the course of 30, 40 days face to face 
in his, in his physical glorified body that could eat, that could walk through walls. I mean, just you, you go and study that, and it's just, you know, again, um, might get your attention if I went and walked through that wall, came back. But, you know, I don't have my glorified body yet. The glorified body is going to be so amazing. Um, but anyway, Jesus, in his glorified physical body, is at the right hand of the Father. So he can't physically be on the inside of us. That's why he said, listen, I'm going to go to the Father. I'm going to ask for the promise. And then the Holy Spirit, we're, the, the veil is going to be ripped. Where they used to have one place for, for you know, going to the presence of God. But now the presence of God, when Jesus, was ra- uh, when Jesus said it is finished, there had to be a huge angel to go ahead and rip that, that veil and that curtain. Because that curtain was like four inches thick. And, and, it, and it ripped from top to bottom. It wasn't a man situation that, you know, caused that uh, curtain or whatever to be ripped. It was Jesus. It was God. It was the Holy Spirit. It was the angels of God. And what God wanted was that the presence of God, would, you know, that was in the Holy of Holies and only in one place in that particular Ark of the Covenant when the Holy Spirit came out of that one little place called the Ark of the Covenant, then He came out to be inside of His church, inside of His people. Now let's look to the Scripture on this. So the promise we're talking about today is the Holy Spirit. John 14 and verse 15, Jesus said, if you really love me, you'll keep my commandments or you'll, you'll obey my word. And I'll ask the Father and he'll give you what? Another comforter. In other words, one just like him, but instead of being one person, being in one physical place at one time like Jesus was when he had his natural body before he died on the cross, he said, I'm going to the Father, but I'm going to send my spirit to dwell inside of all believers. That's called the Holy Spirit within. When you receive Jesus, you become new. And really the Holy Spirit baptizes you into Jesus. And he remains on the inside of you as the temple of the Holy Ghost. Now think about the promise of the Holy Spirit. And think about maybe uh, that we haven't quite tapped into his ministry as much as we needed to on a daily basis. Because God said, listen, I'm going to send you a comforter that can supernaturally comfort you in such a way that a person can't touch you. Now, it's wonderful to be in the presence of others in, in good times and challenging times. But I tell you what, even in those times, there's, that's a, there's an inner place sometimes that needs to be touched. That God, by his spirit, is our comforter, and he can touch us. He's also called a counselor. Oh, I could get into all these things because on the inside of you is a counselor, and you could hear all kinds of different things out there in the world and explanations on this and that and the other. But God will give you some great counsel by the Holy Spirit. And because the Holy Spirit's there, the more we get acquainted with the Word and the presence of God on the inside of us, the more we can be quickened and directed in the very 
minimal things in life to get us ready for the bigger things in life. Come on, have you ever lost your keys and you're saying, God, help me find those keys, and all of a sudden you get a thought. And you go to your closet, and there was a jacket over there, and it just, you know, it's in the third pocket over there, and you're like, you see yourself pick it up. The Holy Spirit, I mean, that, that's supernatural. And then again, you've been certain places where you had a conversation with this couple, and then you go away and say, you know what, I, this is a really nice couple, but they're, they're just something I can't place my finger on about this particular person. God's bringing us an alert, not to judge them, but just keep your eyes open. It might not be what you think it is. And so I could just go on and on, but he's also called our helper. You ever need help beyond your natural strength? How about like every day? All right. And um, he's also called our intercessor on the inside of us, Uh, especially when you get um, baptized in the Holy Spirit. He helps you pray in a supernatural way to God, where it prays out the perfect will of God. Now, we can walk in the good and the acceptable, but I'm going for the perfect will of God. And when you pray in the Spirit, you're yielded to Him in your life on a daily basis. You're praying out divine secrets and things that can only be accomplished by praying it out first with the help of the Holy Spirit. Then he's, he's, he's called the advocate. He's like your attorney. Sometimes he wants to say, just close your mouth and say what I want you to say. Just, just don't say anything because you could be convicted with those words. And the Holy Spirit will say, hey, stop saying that because I'm representing you. I've never lost a case. But you have to stop spouting out this and that and the other that is contrary to the Word of God, because there's another enemy out there trying to light up on negative words. Let's all say this. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Then He's our strengthener. Man, I've been tapping into that strength lately. And my wife and I, we say, man, it just seems like everything's so busy right now. And then you, we look back and we're like, when is it not busy? And I know you have to do some natural things, and we're working on trying to figure out when we could take a vacation. Just hadn't worked. But anyway, even when you're in seasons like that, you know, natural sleep is good, rest is good, but you can get all the rest naturally that you could ever have and still be lacking strength on the inside of your spirit. <clears throat> And, and so when God rises up in your spirit, he said, I'll quicken your mortal body. If that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is in you, he said, I'll quicken you. I'll bring life to you. I'll bring strength to you. I don't know the time to say, God, I need strength right now because my schedule has been very aggressive, and you know I'm doing things you put on my plate. So, God, I mean, you, you want to take something off, that'd be fine with me. But he'd never give you, he'd, he would never ask you to do something that you could not do it with his help. I think that's why I came away from Rainbow Bible College realizing that no matter where I was, no matter what I was doing, whatever God asked me to do, he would help me do it. Thank God for the promise, the precious Holy Spirit. He's on standby. Do you know that? Don't you love to be on standby for a flight? Oh, Lord. Oh, my goodness. 
Were you just hoping that there's a seat available? So you're on standby. You're ready to act when they call your name. Well, let's get the Holy Spirit more busy in our life. Because sometimes He's saying, please speak the word. Would you please? Please speak the word so I can bring it to pass. Please ask for strength and I'll quicken your mortal body. Please ask me for uh, wisdom and I will help you. And sometimes I'll have people speak into your life. And, and just, just, you know, help me to make good and right decisions, Holy Spirit. A sobering thought of us that have received Jesus, we become children of God. But the Word of God says, those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the true sons of God or, or, or children of God. So if we don't have a daily walk with Him where He's leading us and guiding us, we're not acting like sons and daughters of God. So if we want to go in our own way, but God's way is this, listen, we're going to go with what God says. I don't care what the majority says. We're going to go with what God says, and we're going to follow His path because the Holy Spirit's leading us, and He always agrees with the Father and the Son and the Word. And the more we can learn the witness of the Holy Spirit, He can lead us and guide us, and I'm telling you what, He, he can help you get a promotion. Because sometimes he'll give you an answer right in the middle of confusion on the job. Don't just get confused with the group. Say, God, there's a bunch of confusion here. I'm asking you, what's the answer? What should we do? Boy, just imagine if you had a team like that. Then answers come. And, and you know, the Holy Spirit will help you become a good man, good woman. Live a lifestyle that is, is God's pleased with. Come on, say thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for His Word, but thank God for the Holy Spirit. So he said that um, he'd send us a counselor and all those different um, ways that God helps us through the Holy Spirit. Why, why um, do we need this? Because God wants, a, God wants the Holy Spirit to remain with us how, how long? Forever. The Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit. I don't care if you're the most unlearned person in the Word of God. There, the, you, I'm telling you, the spirit of truth will help check the spirit of error. Listen, when you're watching maybe TV and all of a sudden something said, what's the news or this, that, or the other, and all of a sudden the, whole, the spirit of truth say, that, that, mm-mm, turn that off. You'll be in a service like this, and maybe you've never heard teaching like this, but on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit, who's a spirit of truth, saying, yes, that is right. That is right. That is right. Dad Hagen uh, always encouraged us to eat the hay and spit out the sticks. Because sometimes some sticks are thrown at us in many different venues, even our families or whatever, our extended families that might not be quite going the direction we are. But I always receive that, that hay, you just eat on that hay, but all of a sudden, what's that? You know, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth is trying to help us. And um, so he's called the Spirit of truth. Man, when I went to Raymond Bible College, I didn't come up in a church like this. God had to set me aside for some years. So I, I learned the Word, and I learned about the Holy Spirit. And then, then I wasn't done yet. God had to send me to a local pastor so I could be pastor for several years, still being pastored. Because I, I, was, I wasn't raised, uh, well, I would say this, 
God, God wants to raise you, and this is what normal is. You have, a, 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 you have two Christians married, and, and they have a child, and that child is born right into an atmosphere of the love of God, an atmosphere of the Word of God, an atmosphere of the ways of God. You have a blast, you have fun, you have vacations, whatever, whatever, but there's nothing like having a family with the peace of God. And, and with, you know, again, that's worth more than all the money in the whole world. We all need money, and thank God for Him helping us and prospering us. But I thank God for the Holy Spirit, who's the Spirit of truth, and it should be normal that our kids learn these things from a young age. You know what? Again, I'm going to say it again. You know, the world tries to shame you into being a virgin. But God says, you know, and, and again, this is not to hurt anybody. This is not, but it's, in, in, in God's mind, it's normal to be a virgin. In God's mind, it's normal to be, you know, following the ways of God and, and being filled with the Spirit and learning the Word of faith and learning all the different dynamics of what God is, who God is, what He does. And, uh, and then, let me tell you something, your kids raised in an atmosphere like that will be a whole lot more equipped to handle all that stuff that they're going to face in the world but I'm going to send my kids to a Christian school. Well, that's great if God leads you to do that, but you're going to find the same mess in a Christian school too. Excuse me. And, and let me say this too. You, uh, how do I say this? You know what? We don't, we're, we're not trying to incubate our kids in this, this bubble where they never, never face anything because that's not reality. And those of you who homeschool, please keep these kids in a social environment with our children, our kids, and youth, and all the types of things we have, because when they leave your house, they're going to follow challenges beyond them, but not beyond God, the God that they learned in their household coming up. But you say, man, I have so many regrets of how I raised my kids or how I didn't raise my kid. Well, guess what? Just, just do your best with who you are now and just go ahead and be consistent and, and, and they're just kind of a deal with you for the rest of their life, of this light. And, and, and they're, they're going to have to, they're gonna, they can't outrun your prayers. They just can't. I, I, I know somebody was praying for me. That wasn't necessarily my family praying for me. Someone was praying for me. Thank God. For the Holy Spirit. You know, going along the way, I mean, the Holy Spirit's an intercessor, so sometimes He'll bring somebody to your memory, and don't just push that off. God might want to say, hey, God, I don't know what's going on in that person's life, but you know what? I'm just going to yield to your Holy Spirit, pray in the Spirit, and the Word says that we can help pray out the perfect will of God and set it up for that people to be able to make the best decision there is in that matter. We can't dictate what they do, but we can sure pave the way. So people can see, and they'll have a, they have a will to make a good and right choice that they see very clearly. I'm so thankful. Jesus said, you know the Holy Spirit, you recognize Him, talking to those that are following after God. He lives with you constantly, but there's coming a day when He will be in you. Say with me, God's in me. 
God's with me. God's for me. The, the interpretation of that scripture does not mean now I become Jesus. No. You, don't, you, you will never become the son of God, but you are a child of God. You're in the same family. Hebrews talks about he's, he's our elder brother. He was the first one to get born again. I just felt that. You feel that? Something just shifted here. What does that mean? He that knew no sin was made to be sin, so he, he, we, he could die for our sin and be reconciled to God. God turned his back on Jesus. That's when he died spiritually for us, separation from God. And he went to hell, and on the third day, God raised him from the dead. And he's the firstborn amongst many brethren, the word says. <laughs> you ever thought about that? Yeah. And even when he was saved, he had a water baptism. And then the Holy Spirit came upon him to help him fulfill his destiny. There's two elements of your destiny that you will never get to unless you put the Word first and yield to the Holy Spirit. You cannot get. The Word says you've got to renew your mind on the Word of God so you prove out what is the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Then Romans chapter 8 talks about when we yield to the Holy Spirit, He's going to help us pray out things according to the will of God, the perfect will of God, the purpose of God. So I want us to be very, very well acquainted with the Holy Spirit and His ministry. Thank God for the Father. He's on the throne. Thank God for Jesus. He's in His resurrected body at the right hand of the throne of God. But He said, but when I come here, I'm going to send the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit. He's not just going to walk with you like I walk with the disciples. He's going to come on the inside of you, and He's going to be an ever-present help in the time of trouble. You know, one of the things we need to do better, I include myself first because I've been studying about this, like, Holy Spirit, forgive me for not, you know, instantly going to you with every situation. We can all do better. But I thank God that when we, when we face things in life that we don't understand, face things in life that are beyond our natural ability to overcome that, we need to begin to learn to look to the greater one on the inside of us. And the Word says that greater is He that's in us. Greater is He that's in us. Greater is He that's in us than He that's in the world. The greater one, I believe, will help us 100% of the time to work a process to get out of the situation that we're in. And if a miracle is needed, He will perform a miracle in your life. There are some times that you, you're in a situation that the doctors might give you a bad report that requires, you know, certain things to happen, or maybe, maybe the doctors have gone as far as they can. But I thank God for supernatural help. There's many things that you've gone through in your life. I wonder, and I've gone through in my life, I wonder if we were to pause a little bit more, say, Holy Spirit, I'm going to pause right here, right now, because this is influencing me. This, this is, this is uh, uh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm almost fixated on this thing that I need to have come to pass. Holy Spirit, I'm going to yield to you. I'm going to yield to your comfort. Oh, God, give me wisdom by the Holy Spirit. Oh, help me to see what I need to be doing in this season. As I trust you. John 16, 7, 
Jesus said, however, I'm telling you nothing but the truth. As a matter of fact, I say it is profitable. It's good, it's expedient, and it's advantageous for you that I go away. Think of you, the disciples. You're walking with the God-man. And, and, and all of a sudden, you see his crucifixion. He died, raised from the dead, appeared to the disciples and many others, hundreds. And then they were there, and, and Jesus was speaking to them about the Great Commission. And he said, I'll forever be with you by the Holy Spirit. And they all saw him ascend into heaven. <laughs> they were so fixated by just seeing this. I mean, all this is, you know, they're all seeing. They're all looking at each other. You seeing this? You seeing this? <laughs> I don't know why this came to me, but I sent my wife something from TikTok. And, and it, it was this magician that, that he's standing on a skateboard. Two guys are holding each end of the skateboard. And all of a sudden, he begins to uh, jump rope, and he begins to ascend. I don't know how he did that. I don't, I don't know how he did that. I know, it, you, got, you know, God was not helping him. <laughs> he had some string somewhere. But I, it got my attention. I was like, that's pretty cool. You know, Joseph and the, the family, you know, we go to Myrtle Beach. We always have to hit the, the, the magic store. You might say, isn't that wrong spirits in there? Th come on. I mean, we're just looking to, you know, just... Go to the guy behind the counter. He's doing these tricks, and it's all sleight of hand, but it's cool. It's pretty cool. Joseph did a couple performances in our house. Why am I saying this? Let's get, get, get back to the Holy Spirit here. Get back. But better off for you to go, Jesus? And now he says, why? He says, because if I don't go away, the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the advocate, intercessor, strengthener, standby, if I don't leave, he will not come to you into close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. No one, are you, are you seeing why you must be born again? And are you seeing why Jesus said you must wait for the promise? It's a difference between sending our kids out into the school zone without the help of the Holy Spirit. We raised our kids, and Hannah and Joseph, they, they'll tell some pretty funny stories. But, but every day, we did a devotional on the way to school, and then we went through a prayer, and then we prayed in the Holy Spirit. And we didn't ask the, the, you know, we didn't ask the Holy Spirit to take their test for him, even though he's a teacher. If you don't study, he has nothing to bring back to your remembrance. So they realized, and matter of fact, one time, uh, babe, I remember one time, you know, it's typical of Joseph and Hannah. They ask you questions, you're like, my goodness, that's an amazing question. So they knew about the Word. They knew about the Holy Spirit. They, they were filled with the Spirit at a very young age, and they learned that the Holy Spirit will bring things to your remembrance. And Joseph said, he had studied, and he said, we're yielding the Holy Spirit today. We're asking Him to help us take this test. Isn't that cheating? The teacher has the answers. Anyway, 
the Holy Spirit will help calm you down to take a test where you can think right and you can answer the question according to how the teacher meant the response. Because sometimes, I, you know, I did pretty well in school, but there were sometimes I had a certain professor that was looking for something and I didn't realize which angle he's coming from. So I gave a right answer, but not the one he wanted. Well, th- those type of things, the Holy Spirit can help us to properly interpret things. And better off. <laughs> yeah, because Jesus was one person in a type of body that we have, and he can only be at one place at one time when he was on the earth. He said, man, it's going to be so much more advantageous that when I go, I'm going to ask the Father to send the Holy Spirit. The temple veil ripped from top to bottom, and the presence of God was no longer shut up in one place. But thank God the Holy Spirit came to indwell those who would receive Jesus and be born again. God, through the Holy Spirit, wants to come into close fellowship with you and help you every day. I'm telling you, um, and again, sometimes I don't bring my kids up here to tell some stories, but, well, not stories, some things that happen in our life. Like, for instance, the Holy Spirit will help you parent. And the Holy Spirit will let us know there's something going on with Joseph right now. And, and, and then we'd pray about it, and, and then we'd care about him and bring him in, and, and, and Joseph, what's, what's going on? We just, our heart's really going towards you. Can we help you? There's nothing too bad that you cannot, cannot, cannot tell me. Mom and I are here in good times and bad times, and, and whether it's Hannah we're talking to or, or Joseph, Sometimes they might say, how do you know that? might not be something specifically that I knew and my wife knew, but we knew that we need to, listen, there are some days you need to pull your kids out of church, not out of church, not out of church, out of school just to be with them, if you can. When you see your kids struggling, that's a day to pull them out and get them out from under the pressure Get them in that love zone, that safe zone, go watch a movie, just be together. And, and you know what? When you break it down like that, all of a sudden, our kids know we're, we're, we're here no matter what. And we don't expect you to be perfect, by the way. Uh, hello, none of us are perfect. I'm not saying we're missing it in big, big ways, but I'm just saying <clears throat> there's only one that was perfect, and he's the only one that qualified to die on, <laughs> for our sins. Have you ever thought you're doing real good in God and all of a sudden your flesh shows out for a second? Oh, no. You never see the flesh? Oh, yeah, we do. We see it. (laughs) There are times that you can be going through pressure, and I had to apologize to my wife as we're we're doing a lot of different things to continually build the infrastructure of Harvest Church, and they're switching seasons, and, and, and... and there's certain things that I'm going to be able to do more effectively because of the staff that we have. But I was irritable throughout the season of change. 
And I had to apologize to my wife and my kids say, I'm sorry, I've been, I've been irritable. Not meaning to. But I was going through something that, you know, my flesh showed out a little bit. Right? How do you know your flesh is showing out? What, how, how are you talking to people? What kind of edges on your life? You know, what, what, are you irritable? <laughs> all right, well, that's great. The promise of the Holy Spirit. He's going to help us in all seasons. And he'll, you know what? <clears throat> when the spirit of truth comes, sometimes we'll say, listen, you need to shape up. Let me speak a little truth in your life. Uh, you, need to, you need to check that attitude. Y'all saying, what? You mean God will check my attitude? Oh, yeah, the truth will set you free. But sometimes the truth we receive is the truth we don't want at that moment. How many love to be corrected all the time, anytime, everywhere, everywhere? Don't even raise your hand. It's just like any good leader that sees some things that, that need to be addressed. We, we much prefer the Holy Spirit addressing people for us. But then there's some times that we need to help people and pastor people through difficult seasons and our staff and our team, not saying just us. I'm so thankful God gets to us in a way that we can receive, in a way that we can change. And guess what? He doesn't give up on you. He doesn't give up on me just because we might reject. You have an attitude. I don't have an attitude. Why don't you look at yourself? Why do you have to always be right? Well, anyhow, but I thank God I'm doing better. I thank God that, you know, God has helped us become leaders of leaders, and, but we're not being honest if, 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 if you say I'm 100% perfect in Christ, we are in the Spirit, but you got to deal with your mind and this flesh, and you're either going to walk in the Spirit so you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh, or you're going to walk in the flesh and not fulfill the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Come on, how, how, I, just, I want help here this morning. How many have ever thought, you, man, you're doing really good in God, and all of a sudden your flesh shows up for a second? Thank you for that hand. <laughs> all of us. But we've become more Christ-like. So God, through the person of the Holy Spirit, wants to come in close fellowship with us, help us every day. Now, can you see why Jesus said you must be born again in order to get into heaven? And then once you're born again, become only creation, the Holy Spirit comes on the inside to dwell in us. And we're going to get into the Holy Spirit within us, and then we're going to get into then the Holy Spirit coming upon us to help us fulfill our purpose and to win in life. Because of the presence and the person of the Holy Spirit. He's not a mist. He's a person. There's so, you look at the scripture and he's, 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 he's talked as if he were because he is a person. And certain personal pronouns like he and him and, and these different things that we're going to see. There's God the Father in person in heaven, God the Father in person at the right hand, and God, excuse me, God the Son at the right hand, and then God the Holy Spirit in this earth realm today. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. You all say that with me, thank God for the Holy Spirit. In Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, 
God said himself, God himself said, I will not in any way fail you, and I will not give you up nor leave you without support. Talking to the church, letters to the church. He said, I will not, and just in case you didn't get it, I will not, and just in case you didn't get it, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down, nor relax my hold on you. Assuredly not, so we can take some comfort knowing that. Thank God for the promise. Who's the promise to the church? Holy Spirit. The world can't receive the Holy Spirit yet. They need to become a vessel where the Holy Spirit can live in. Born again, brand new, He comes on the inside of us. Take comfort, be encouraged, and confidently, boldly say, The Lord is my helper. Say it with me The Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? Final scripture here this morning, Acts 1, and beginning in 1 through 5, I'll read it in the message translation. It says, Dear Theophilus, the first volume of this book, I wrote on everything that Jesus began to do, that Jesus began to do, And Jesus began to do and teach until the day he said goodbye to the apostles, the ones he had chosen through the Holy Spirit, and then he was taken up right in front of them. That really gives us the way Jesus ascended is the way that when Jesus uh, splits the sky to come back for his church, his church are going to be ascended and raptured into heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Listen. You want to be on the right side of eternity. Be on the right side of eternity. Receive Jesus and be born again, a whole new creation. And when you're born again and a new creation, the Spirit of God comes on the inside of you, start having fellowship with Him. You don't understand what you're reading? Well, the teacher on the inside of you will help. God, give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, the eyes of my understanding being flooded with light, so I know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of your glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of your power to us or to believe. Ephesians 1, Ephesians, Ephesians 1, Ephesians 3, Colossians 1. He began to teach these things until the day he said goodbye to the apostles, the ones he had chosen through the Holy Spirit, and was taken up to heaven. And after his death, he presented himself alive. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. He presented himself alive to them in many different settings over a period of 40 days, face-to-face meetings. He talked to them. He ate with them and talked about things concerning the, the kingdom of God. And as they met and ate meals together, he told them that they were on no account to leave Jerusalem, what does the next statement say? But must wait for the promise. The promise you heard from me, John baptized you in water, which denotes being born again, a new birth. Spirit of God comes within you, but he said, but you're going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and soon. Don't leave home without it. Don't leave home without him.
Father, thank you for this word today. Oh, Holy Spirit, you, we see in your word you can be grieved. Forgive us when we've grieved you. Oh, Father, thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit to help us in our daily walk to be filled with the Spirit. You give us a prayer language that enables us to communicate the perfect things of God and pray out the will of God. Thank you. Thank you. So we bow our heads this morning. We're getting ready to receive communion. But I want to make sure that you're born again, that you received Jesus and you became a whole new creation. The Holy Spirit is drawing you to Jesus because the Father draws people to Jesus through the person of the Holy Spirit. Now don't, don't, don't allow the negativity or, or, or the different ways the world says you get to heaven. No, Jesus is the only way. He's the truth and the life. If you've never received Jesus and you meant it with your heart, or if you never received Jesus truly with your heart and now you realize I have to be born again, alive unto God, new creation. We'll get ready to pray a general prayer. You want to be included in this prayer. I want you to lift up your hand right now where I can see it. Thank you. What a peace and comfort to receive Jesus to, let, to, to, to realize there is a heaven to gain to help us show. Let's pray this prayer out loud together. Say, God, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe He died on the cross for my sin because Your Word said He was sinless so He could die for mine. I believe on the third day You raised Jesus from the dead by the glory of God. And Jesus, You're alive. You're the Savior of the whole world greatest gift to this world. Right now, I receive you with all of my heart, and I confess to you that you are Lord. You are my Savior. I'm now a child of God. In Jesus' name. It doesn't matter what you feel right now. Receiving Jesus is not a feeling. We go with the Bible, and when the Word of God says you receive Jesus, you become born again. You become born again if you meant it with your heart. You confess that out of your mouth. This is a good time to examine ourselves right now. Take a moment. Father, if we've erred in any way that we have overlooked, God, we ask you to forgive us. Help us to do better. It's really good to get specific with God, not for the fact that He doesn't know what you're getting right with. It's good to be specific with Him. God, I'm sorry for this, or I'm sorry for that. I ask you to forgive me. I rededicate my life to you in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening. If this message was a blessing to you, make sure to share with your friends and leave a review. For more information about who we are and where we're located, check out our website at harvestastriad.com.